you so much for joining me here today on the San Juan Unified Student Podcast. I'm your host, Nanak Tagore. Today I was joined by Kevin Bracey. Kevin is not only a community leader and a change maker, but also a product of the San Juan Unified School District graduating from Mesa Verde High School. He shared about his upbringing, what he's doing now, and some more of his experiences. I don't want to say any more. Here's my conversation with Kevin Bracey. Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the San Juan Unified Student Podcast. We're so happy to have you with us here today. Um, to get started, could you uh, introduce yourself to our, our listeners and let them know a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. First, uh, my name is Kevin Bracey. Students call me Coach Greatness. They don't call me Coach Greatness because I'm so great, Nanik. It's not because of me. They call me Coach Greatness because I see the greatness in youth. And that's where the name came from, because at every school I get an opportunity to go to, uh, my number one subject is trying to trying to help young people understand the greatness that they have on the inside of them. And uh, that's my life's mission. I've been doing that for the last 25 years of my life. I was born and raised in the San Juan Unified School District from kindergarten through 12th grade. And let me pause right there and say our connection is through Coach Fred at San Juan High School. I got love for my little bro, Coach Fred. So let me not forget about that because that's how we connected. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a motivational entertainer. Some people say motivational speaker, but I like to motivate, entertain, but also deliver a message at the same time. So um, whether it's, if it's an elementary school, I do chant rallies and a lot of chants and high energy stuff with, with, with elementary school students, middle school students. I like to have assemblies that are fun mixed with music and chants and, and, and a message. And I do the same thing at high school. I just, uh, elevate my languaging just a little bit to fit the high school students. That's awesome. I love the energy that you bring. Um, so you said you're a product with the San Juan Unified School District and, that you're, you're a walking image of what uh, the youth should aspire to be. So I want to talk about your experience at your high school that you attended Mesa Verde uh, and what, what that was like for you for those four years. Absolutely. Um, before we go, I just want you to know your picture is a little bit blurry. Okay, there you go. Now you're good. Of course. Yeah, no now we're good. Yeah. yeah um, uh, Mesa Verde High School, man. What do I remember about Mesa Verde, man? Mesa Verde, uh, first and foremost, I remember my teachers. I had some of the best teachers, man, teachers that saw me and some of them are still there. I believe Mr. Reed is still there. I believe Miss Marshall may have retired recently. The late, great Mr. Waugh passed away. Mr. Peoples is still there. I remember Coach Barney and just the love that I got from, from the teachers and staff, man. I was very fortunate that everywhere I went in San Juan Unified, whether it be Arlington Heights Elementary, Sylvan Middle, or Mesa Verde High School, I got a love from the, got a lot of love from the staff and from the teachers. <clears throat> I remember playing ball at Mesa Verde. I was a baseball player. I played football my senior year. I was scared to get hit. I don't want to get hit. Don't hit me. I want to hit a baseball. I don't want to hit bodies. You know what I'm saying? So I played I played football my senior year at Mesa Verde High School. I played hoop my freshman year. But I'm a baseball player, so I remember number five being at second base, doing what I love to do, hoping to either get drafted or or go to a Division One school. But I ended up going to American River College from AR, I meant from uh, Mesa Verde High School. But um, I got a lot of memories, a lot of friends that um, I grew up with, and I still keep track of a few of them. But Mesa Verde was a great experience for me in school, for sure. How did those teachers uh, help you individually? You know what they did was if 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 I got in trouble on Monday. When Tuesday came, they didn't hold against me what I did on Monday. They allowed me to wipe my slate clean and start fresh on Tuesday. 
They didn't hold grudges. You know, they're human. Teachers are human. So if you have this kid that's always disruptive, 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 sometimes that adds up and you start treating them a, a certain type of way. But they never did that to me. I always was encouraged by my teachers, encouraged by even the uh, um, uh, administrators, vice principals and principals, even the people that worked in the front office and in the kitchen. They all showed me love. So I remember every aspect. I really think that's so important what you said there, like you came to school every day and that's just like a, a new slate. They didn't hold that any grudge towards you. I think that really does help with development, especially with a lot of kids. There's stuff going on at home for them and they could have been having a bad day. And the fact that their teachers are, uh, it's like, it's a new, new day for them. I think that that's really huge. I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah, that was a big deal, man. It was a big deal because we're still growing. We don't want you to hold a grudge. I mean, I did that yesterday. Can you see me for who I am today? Because yesterday, what was going on underneath my roof had me in school not being able to concentrate. And sometimes yeah. teachers don't know that, but mine did. Mine had, my teachers and staff had a third eye, if you will. They had a sixth sense to know something was going on, not know what was going on, but still treat me fairly. Absolutely. No, thank you for sharing. Um, how do you feel that your upbringing personally shaped the person you are today? Uh, my upbringing was crazy. Um, I, I grew up in Citrus Heights um, with a family that was loving, that was passionate, but also there was an alcoholic amid the, the, the family. There was someone that was dibbling and dabbling in drugs when I was younger in the family. And when you have love and passion and you have drugs and alcohol, that mix can be deadly and could be could be very dark. So I grew up in, in, in a lot of negative energy. Oh yeah, we had our moments when we were a happy family, but a lot of negative energy, a lot of violence. And um, I saw some things that I don't think a young person should have seen at my age, given that I'm a dad now and I've been married 20, 23 years and my kids are grown and stuff like that. But um, the way it shaped me is when I decided I wanted to be a, a, a motivational entertainer after playing baseball <clears throat> at the professional level in Canada, it was like I wanted to become a speaker. And next thing I know, it was just like a, a smooth merge into the education market as a speaker. I connect so much with kids because of what I was going through when I was a kid. And I want to get through to you guys that even though you go through some crazy stuff when you're young, that does not diminish your value. It does not subtract from you does not take away your your knowledge it doesn't take away your talent it doesn't take away how special you are you still can make it in spite of that so that's how uh, uh, my upbringing has affected my life because I get an opportunity to take that that experience that I had when I was a kid and I get to teach youth how to think different and be different than I was when I was going through and I get hired to speak to teachers and staff a lot so I get an opportunity to let them know the kind of impact they made on me to help them understand how to continue to make that impact in the lives of young people. Because here I am a grown man with a family talking to teachers about how they affected my life years and years ago, but it gets through to them. So the way my upbringing has affected my life more than just my life, it affects my message that I deliver every single day as a, as a motivational entertainer doing, doing over 200 shows a year. I mean, that, that's where like the, it's, it's personal to you and that, that's where your passion comes yes. from. I think that's exactly. Yes. Yeah. You, I think you can, you can tell the passion and the energy that you're putting off. It's because this is really personal. It's like, you really love to do this. And I think that that's the most important thing. Absolutely. So 
I, a lot of kids, especially around my age in high school, they have a hard time realizing like what their dream is and like what, what they want to do with their life. And they get a lot of pressure from from students and adults in their life of what do you want to be when you get older? or What do you want to do with your life? And a lot of kids don't know. So I, I wanted to ask you, at what point did you realize what your dream was and what you wanted to do with, with, with your life? Mm-hmm. You know, um, there is a lot of pressure to try to figure it out. But who has it figured out in high school? There are some. There are some that figure it out really, really early. And they just know. Like my daughter just knew she wanted to be a dancer. She knew when she was in middle school. She knew that when she was in high school. There was nothing else that she could ever see herself doing. However, she had a dad like me saying, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. So she didn't have anybody saying, you can't do it. Why don't you pick something else? She had someone saying, go for it, go for it, go for it. And and I, I don't know if you know where she is today, but she's awesome today. But um, I found mine in high school, so I thought. See, my, my first dream was to play this game of baseball right here. I don't keep a bat too far from me, you know what I'm saying? So my first dream was this, and, the re- and, and I knew it was my dream because I love to do it. And I was good at it. Not great, but good at it. Not great. There's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. I was I found something that I love that made me feel good when I was playing the game with my, my brothers, meaning my teammates. I I love to do it. I was good at it. And it's and, and it's where my mind wandered all the time. So be aware of that. When you're thinking about what you want to do with your life, there's just just three things. Think about this. What am I good at? I didn't say great. You could even be average at it. But what am I good at? What do I what do I love to do? And where does my mind wander when it has to do with a career in the future? You got to be aware of those things. I'm not saying those that's the exact formula to figure out what you want to do, but it was for me. I love to play baseball. I was good at it and it's where my mind wandered. But then after playing ball, I found speaking. See, a lot of times people say you need to have a plan B. You don't have to have a plan B. I'm I'm glad you said that. You don't have to have a plan. Who wants a plan B? I don't want no plan B. See, when people told me to have a plan B, that mean that meant I have to find something lesser than what I love. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is find a couple of plan A's, right? I had a plan A, which was baseball. Once I was done playing baseball, I was introduced to the microphone and people and speaking. And I love that too. So I never had a plan B. I just had another plan A. And what I like to tell athletes is you don't have to have a plan B, but you do have to find something else you're as passionate about. Not instead of your sport, but in addition Mm. to your sport. But you never have to have a plan B. Find something that lights you up. Find something that you love to do and figure out a way to get paid to do that. As long as what you love to do is legal, what you love to do is not hurting anybody else. Find something that you love and figure out a way to get paid to do it. You can do that. How do I know? Because I've been doing it for 25 years. To walk an example. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And then once these these kids realize what they want to do and they realize their dreams, it's, it's often that somewhere along the way, they, they lose the motivation to continue. So for that, specifically in those uh, cases, what would you say to, to those kids? 
um, if, if you lose your passion to do it, maybe it's not for you. That's hard you as that think, may be. Yeah. I, I got I, one of my nephews right now. I got a ton of nephews. Anybody younger than me that's a, that's a male that's my, that I mentor, they're nephews to me, right? So I got one nephew who's six, six. So whenever he walks into a store or wherever he goes, what do you think people ask him? Athlete. Are you a basketball player? Are you an athlete? Yeah. And he gets it all the time. <clears throat> And he's played basketball, basketball up through high school. And then now he's in community college and he started to play again. But he hated to go to practice. He did not like to go to practice. His, it, it, he didn't love it. At the end of the day, as much as everybody had pegged him as somebody that was going to play basketball at the next level, at the college level, and then maybe at the pro level, everybody else pegged him to do that. But it's not what he wanted to do. Yeah. So he he's calling me and we're talking and I'm processing through it with him because he wants to make sure that basketball is not his only identity. His parents are saying, you got to go so that you can get a scholarship because we can't pay for your college. You, know, you only have to play for four years. And when he hears those words, four years, it triggers him because he's like, you don't know what it's like. Four more years. I hate this. I mean, but, but because I'm six, six. He feels like he has to do it. Go ahead. Yeah, even the fact that his parents are saying that he has to, and then it feels like it's a, it's a pressure. I think that's really glad. I'm glad you uh, shared that example. Right, and and he's deciding not to play, and it's yeah. a hard, a hard reality for his family. But it, it, you know, if if you if you lose motivation to do it, it's okay. That's probably not the thing for you because once you find your thing the roadblocks become smaller. They become insignificant because you know there's nothing that's going to stop you from getting there when it's what you know you're supposed to do. But if you lose focus, it's because it may not be the thing for you. Absolutely. So someone as, as successful as yourself, um, you obviously are always putting new goals in front of yourself, I would assume. So what are the goals? So where you are right now, uh, what are your goals even moving forward in the next year? What are you hoping to accomplish for yourself? You know, that's a great question. I have I have a few projects that are passion projects for me. Let me how I live my life. I'll tell you straight up, man. I played I graduated from high school. I went to American River College. The dream was to play ball, played ball at ARC, got my associate arts degree from ARC. After after graduating from ARC, I got a baseball scholarship to that Division One school that I wanted to go to, which was University of Utah. I didn't want to go to Utah, but I wanted to go to a Division One school, and Utah offered me the, 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 uh, an opportunity. So I went there and I played ball. I graduated with a sociology degree, a criminal justice certificate. Played a couple years of professional baseball. Found what I love to do, and I've been doing this for the last twenty five years. But it took me sixteen of those twenty five years to break through to get to a place to where my name was a household name as a speaker, as a motivational entertainer in my hometown. I don't want to travel all over the world. I like to be at home with my wife and my kids. So, so it took me 16 years to get there. So for the last nine years, I've been making a living doing what I absolutely love to do. So anything extra on top of this is icing on the cake for me. Okay. Now, do I have goals? Yes. But if something were to happen to me tomorrow, because I know life is short, I tell my kids all the time, your dad lived, meaning 
I do, I've been doing what I love for the last 25 years, but for the last nine at a whole different level. A couple goals that I have in the future is I have a, a vision of having a, uh, of creating my documentary. Um, it's something that I want to leave for, for my kids and for youth who grew up with me. Cause I've grown up with a lot of youth who I've spoken at their school multiple years. And one day when they're teenagers and married with kids, they're going to remember all those times I visited, visited their school. So I want to create a documentary for my kids and for those kids to remember, you know, the, 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 the mark that I left while I was here. So that's one of my goals. I don't know if that's going to be within a year, but that's one of my goals. Second, one of my goals is I believe that me, and there's another guy in the industry, he's a fitness guy. I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. We've created elementary school assemblies that are unique to us. He does fitness in his assemblies. I do motivational chants with like rhythmic hip hop rhythm and beatbox and fun. So I get booked doing a ton of elementary school assemblies and they asked me to do this same 30 minute assembly that I've been doing for years. They love that set. So I'm creating, I'm, I'm in the process of creating an album for youth. That is that the set of those chants that parents and teachers and students can take my songs home and my chants home with the dope beat and be chanting them while they're cleaning the house or going on family vacation, so on and so forth. So I got an album that I'm going to, I'm going to be creating. I love that so much. Uh, I look forward to hearing those. Um, yes, sir. So with, I did want to mention it because uh, I'm actually a huge fan of your of your podcast. You started the Turn One and Under podcast. Man, I'm a big you. fan. I've actually I, I heard the interview with, with your daughter. So when you mentioned her, I, I totally knew what you meant. But <laughs> was, was that um, a goal for you to to start that um, a, a while back when you when you started that that podcast? Yeah, it was. You know, my podcast. The- 21 and under podcast is, is, is fun for me. And remember, you know me, I have a passion for the youth. I have a passion for the 21 and under. So whatever I can do to add value to you guys is what it's all about for me. But it was a goal of mine, but I really created it out of, out of when we were, you know, all locked down and trying to figure out what was next. And I was doing a lot of virtual stuff, but that's not my passion. Podcasts aren't my passion. Speaking in front of live audiences with the mic, that's what I live for. So it was a goal of mine. Um, not a very big one. I'm not like crazy motivated to do it, but I do it because if I, like you just said, you're a fan of my podcast. If I can get one, I've succeeded, baby. So if you said you like it, then I'm doing, I'm doing something right. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the youth briefly. I wanted to ask you, why do you feel the youth is important? Man, youth, youth are so important because one day you're going to be where I am, meaning my age, you know, and you're going to be living in a community, whether it be Sacramento or wherever, and you're going to be making a living for your family. And you're going to have an opportunity every single day to figure out who you want to be as a, as a person. So one day I'm not going to be here, but my kids will be here. So the youth, when you hear it all the time, youth are the future. That sounds trite. That sounds like a cliche, but it's actually for real, for real. Y'all are the future. So it's important, I believe, for adults such as myself, or at least for me, I'm going to speak for me, to pour into you. I'm talking just bombard you with words of encouragement, bombard you with positivity, bombard you with compliments. You can't get enough of that. Why? Because you're still building your self-esteem and your self-image. And I want you to know that you have the power to live your dreams and make a positive difference in the community. 
in for you 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 find this by in in those speeching engagements specifically right when you're at the, at the schools mm-hmm. and when when was the last time you were able to be in person with with students um i did 10 talks last week nine live really? nine live and one virtual i That's have amazing. two talk i have nine this week two of them tomorrow wow i had no idea so for those are you just you you show up ready to go and they it's just 30 minutes or so and you just you uh share your story yeah well no it's 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 different for all of them tomorrow i'm doing chant rallies which is the elementary school chant rallies where it's 30 35 minutes and we're just doing i'm, I'm teaching young people chants it's it's a real it's a show is what it is chants that i want them to remember and repeat to themselves when i'm no longer around when i go to so i go there um check into the office have my speakers and everything. I always bring my own stuff because sound is everything. I set up my equipment. Sometimes I use a PowerPoint, sometimes I don't. They assemble the students in front of me and I jump right in and do my thing. If it's a middle school, I do the same thing, but we're not doing chanting. I'm doing more of a presentation with music and stuff like that. Could you talk about like the energy that, that those assemblies build? What does that, that room feel like with all the students just buying in and getting loud and engaging? Like what, what, is that, what does that feel like? Man, that's a great question. It, I'm, I'm going to go two different ways. What it feels like is the first way I'm going to go, if it, it, what it feels like is if, if there's a heaven on earth, when I'm in that space, I feel like that's heaven on earth. Another way I think about it, and I just thought about this today. Every day I speak, I'm, I'm come from an athletic background. Have you ever won a championship as an athlete? Uh, I've came very close. I've experienced losing the championship, but I've been right there. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, for, so for me, when I'm speaking, if there's a heaven on earth, I'm in it. But in athletic terms, every day I speak, I feel like I won the championship. Mm. Every single one. There's not one that I don't. That's the feeling. And I, get, feel and, like- and I make a living doing that. That's why I go so hard in telling you, in telling youth, reach for your wildest dreams. I love that message. I really, I really do. I, I think it's so important, especially for kids at the elementary level, just to be hearing that, just, just kind of get that in, in the back of their head of just knowing that it's possible. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, I, I really did want to talk about greatness. Uh, coach greatness. I, I really wanted to dive into that a little bit. So how is greatness different within people? Because obviously each person has their own greatness and they're going to reach that greatness in different ways. So how, how can people, is there, there's obviously not just a, a roadmap to greatness for just for everyone. It, it's different for every single person. So for how how would a student go about finding their greatness? If I were to put it, put it like that. Okay. I explain it greatness in a way that is reachable for everyone because we believe, and I know as athletes, some people think that the word greatness is, is designated only for athletes. Greatness, great. Nobody else can, can even use the word greatness. No, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Candace Parker, you know, uh, Venus Serena Williams. It's not only for athletes. The way I explain greatness, it depends on the audience that I'm speaking to. Elementary school students, I got to keep it simple. Middle school, I got to keep it simple, but more complicated. High school, I can go all in. So to me, when I say you have greatness in you, those aren't just words. What that means is greatness is number one. 
when you give your best effort to the task at hand. Whatever the task is you're doing, I'm giving my best. I didn't say being the best. I said giving my best. Two, greatness is our best focus. When you just when you find yourself focusing on the task at hand and giving it all that you have in effort and focus, that's greatness to me. That could be doing homework. That could be playing a video game. That could be playing hoop. That could be whatever you're doing. Third, greatness is when you're operating as the best version of you. That's how you treat people who don't look like you, talk like you, walk like you, act like you, believe like you, or think like you, but you still show them respect. You show them kindness and courtesy. When someone's walking through the door, you hold the door open for them. When you say please and thank you, when you give out a compliment or a word of encouragement, when you give someone on the street, who if you have a couple dollars and you know they need a couple dollars more than you and you hand that person $2, $5, a sandwich, those are all best version of you moments. That's greatness to me. Fourth definition of greatness is when you find what you do best. My greatness is motivational entertainment. Your greatness is podcasting or hooping. You got a couple talents, right? So once you find what you do best, that's your greatness. And the fifth definition of greatness is the mindset every single day. I can do better today than I did yesterday. Better today than yesterday. Better today than yesterday. Sum it all up. Greatness is when we give our best effort our best focus, be the best versions of ourselves, find what we do best and have the mindset that we can do better today than yesterday before you ask your question. So at the end of the day, greatness is a choice because you have to choose to give your best effort. You have to choose to give your best focus. You have to choose to be the best version of you. You have to choose to seek what you do best and you have to choose to have the right attitude. So when I say you have it in you, that's one thing. But those who choose to live it out got to make that choice. I think that, uh, that's the best way to put it. I don't. I don't even have anything to say to that. I, there's nothing wrong. I I, I, <laughs> I love that, and I really, I want to make sure that gets out to as many people as possible. Because putting it putting it like that, it, it makes it so kids can feel that greatness is not is not something that only fa- famous athletes can, can feel. It, it's it's for everyone, and everyone can attain it. Now, Absolutely. I really love that that you broke that down. So what is the best piece of advice that you can give to someone on how to fight through a struggle? It can be something happening at home. It can be something as simple as their car broke down. Like how did, how did they deal with the struggle? Like step-by-step on that. To, To me, to keep it simple, the first thing is we as human beings, and I don't know this, I haven't done research on this, but we talk to ourselves more than we talk to anybody else. We always have a running tape going on in our mind, some conversation going on in the back of our minds. So when when you're going through a struggle, we have to do the best that we can. I didn't say it was easy, but do the best that we can to keep a positive mindset the best that we can. How do we do that? When your mind goes negative, your mouth goes positive. When your mind says, man, I'm going through it. I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. Your mouth has to say, I will get through it. I'll fight through it. When your mind just says, I just don't matter. I don't feel like I matter. Your mouth has to say, I do matter. I've got greatness in me. When your mind says, I'm just not good enough. Your mouth right now has to say, I am good enough. When your mind says, says, I don't know if I'm smart enough. Your mouth has to say, I'm brilliant. I can do this. The fight in life is right here. So when you're going through the struggle, it's especially important 
When your mind goes negative, your mouth goes positive. When you feel negative, don't speak negative. When you feel negative, you speak positive. When you feel strife, still try to speak life. Mind goes negative, mouth goes positive. Hey, when you feel negative, don't speak negative. When you yeah. feel negative, you speak positive. Hey, when you feel strife, still try to speak life. Hey, so During the struggle, you got to speak it, speak it, speak it against the negative thoughts. That's the battle our whole lives, even when you're an adult. Thank wow, just wow. No, thank thank you for for sharing those those very valuable uh, gold nuggets. It's the best way to put it for us. Like that, the knowledge that you're sharing to us is just amazing. Thank you so much. Um, as 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 my last thing, I wanted to get across for you. Um, if you just have any final thoughts, I wanted you to have a time to share, and I also wanted you to share your ways people can reach you, or interact with you, or or find your social media platform, all of that stuff. And we're gonna, it's going to be in the episode notes, but I also wanted you to have a chance to just give our listeners a, a, a last last word. Well, first of all, I want to say, I believe that you've found something here because you're, you're talented in this right here. You have a smooth, cool way of asking questions and getting content and information out of a guest. How do I know? Because I'm sitting right in front of you. You found something, young man. You have another talent. If basketball is one of your talents, you have something else in podcasting. So kudos to you for stepping up and saying, I want to spend my time doing this because you got your hands on something. You, you're talented. Um, for all the youth in, 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 in uh, you. San Juan Unified, what I would say is a couple of things. Step one, chase greatness every day. Every day. Chase, I'm talking chase. What does that mean? I'm giving my best effort today in everything that I do. I'm not good in math. I don't care. Give your best effort. I'm not good in science. I, I love you, but I don't care. Just give me your best effort. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you to get an A plus. I'm just asking you to give me your honest best effort. Chasing greatness is giving your best focus. Chasing greatness is the best version of you treating people with kindness and respect, no matter who they are and what they look like and what they believe. Greatness is every day seeking. What am I good at? What do I love to do? Where does my mind wander? Why? I'm trying to find what I do best. I'm trying to find land on my greatness and every day chase greatness. I can do better today than yesterday in everything that I did better today. than So chase greatness every day. That's one point I want to make because there's greatness in you San Juan Unified. How do I know? Because, man, I'm here. I, I grew up there. I'm riding for San Juan Unified. You heard me? Second piece of information I want to share is reach for your wildest dreams. See, speakers say that all the time, but I'm not just saying that. Reach for your the dream that scares you the most. That when you think about it, you go, man, I don't know if I can do that. That one. That's the one I want you to chase because that's going to give you juice, man. That's going to that's going to challenge you. And that's what we want in life to be challenged for something that we truly want to do. My daughter, Kendra, wanted to be a dancer and she she went through three years and three months of all no's in L.A., all no's. And she kept fighting through. Her first yes was 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 touring with Beyonce. And then the floodgates opened up and then pretty soon she's touring with Drake. What? My baby? <laughs> 
75 shows with the hottest rapper in the world in some in some people's mind arguably ever she's one of six dancers in the world with drake one of 19 with beyonce and then decides that she wants to be an artist i don't want to be in the background no more dad i don't want to dim my light for anybody dad so she said i want to be in the front and two weeks ago signed a major record deal with a major label and her life will never be the same again right now has the last week had the number one song in london most things start in london and they come to the u.s after that shows and artists and everything she signed a major record deal life will never be the same again she's about to be a household name in the music industry her song with sweetie right now is hot reach for your wildest dreams who would have thought when she left here to go to LA, I never would have thought she would end up. I knew my baby was a star. I didn't think she'd be next to Beyonce and Drake. I didn't think she would have her own, be an artist traveling, you know, doing what she loves to do about to travel the world. So reach for your wildest dreams. And the third piece before I close is each one reach one every single day, reach one person every single day. We got to reach one, reach someone with kindness, and love every single day. Reach out to somebody that you don't know, that kid that's sitting by themselves and nobody's sitting with them when they eat lunch, that kid who whose clothes are always dirty and you see that that kid is dirty and that kid who smells some type of way or maybe they, they look a little bit different and people look at them and tease them and isolate them. No, reach out to them because we don't know what that kid is going through. I remember having a, a session with, with a group of kids, a greatness squad session, and I was talking to all the kids and saying, what's your goal? What's your goal? What's your goal? What's more important than school? What's more important than school? And this one kid would never give me any, he liked being in the room, but he just would never share. Then one day he decided to share. And he said, me and my family, every night we sleep under a bridge on a mattress. I had, I've been meeting with these kids for four weeks. I had no idea. We don't know what somebody else is going through at home. So whatever we do, San Juan Unified Youth, we got to reach one person that we don't know every single day with a compliment, a word of encouragement, or just three words. I see you. That's all. Everybody wants to be seen. Think about how many selfies and, and videos we post of ourselves. Because we want to be seen. So see somebody every day. Chase greatness. Reach for your wildest dreams. And each one of us reach one every single day. And as we do that, mind goes negative, mouth goes positive. Hey. Kevin Bracey, Kevin Bracey, thank you. Thank you so much. Your time has been so valuable. Thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate it. Um, your your work that you're doing is is unmeasurable. Um, how you're reaching people, your message, everything about it. Um, you you really are a a, a motivational entertainer and, and more and more plus a million other things. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Hey, throw your brace up like this here, though. Hey, All the way. I'll give you one right now. Let's do hey. it. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. Of course. Thank you so much again. Have a great night. I really am very fortunate to have that time to talk with Kevin Bracey. He's such a motivational, inspirational person and being that I'm really excited that I was able to share that with you. As always, I'd like to thank Zubin Tagore for making this show possible. Everything he does behind the scenes is just 
um so appreciated and i can't thank him enough please remember to follow us on instagram and twitter for instagram at san juan unified podcast and for twitter at suSD podcast feel free to message or at our page we look forward to interacting with you guys on social media and we will see you here next time <laughs>